You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for week 14 of the NFL and the daily fantasy season. It's the first week of season-long playoffs in many formats, but if you're playing DFS and you're not in your season-long playoffs, it is another opportunity to win some cash. Tony, we're going to make the people's lineup today. I'm feeling good about it. How are you feeling? I'm feeling uh, like, I don't know, let's see how it plays out. I think this week it was actually a lot trickier. I think there are a lot of options and there are a lot of cheap options uh, that give you the versatility to put a lineup in there just about it with anything you'd like. Yeah, absolutely, I think. And it's represented in the polls, you know, because we have some very cheap options at every position and we have some, you know, studs at each position. So it's really about your taste. And all you need to do is find one of these kind of value bargain basement guys. And we'll talk about that. Maybe that's Marquis Good one. Maybe that's Giovanni Bernard. Maybe that's, you know, a 49ers quarterback. And if you do that, you're really in position to kind of spend the rest of your budget however you see fit, right, Tom? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, depending on if you're going to play on just the Sunday main slate, mm. the Sunday Monday slate, a lot's going to come into play there. I think Giovanni Bernard actually is going to end up being the number one player owned this week as far as ownerships there. Uh, starting running back at 3100 bucks to catch his balls out of the backfield, that's a tough one to pass up. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Hey, Tony, you know, we always talk about the difference between season-long and DFS, and it kind of bit people in the butt again last night as Alvin Kamara went down on the first drive. This is a guy that in 77% of fantasy leagues, Kamara was on a playoff roster. A lot of people trying to catch up from behind after after last night, huh? Here's the crazy thing is that I went and looked at uh, a lot of my leagues that teams with Kamara did so well that they got to buy the first week that, yeah, a lot of people weren't affected uh, by that. So the people that were, I mean, that's that's terrible. I mean, it's crazy. And that's why I always say you just never know uh, when you play these guys that are injured going into games. I think you play them because anyone can get hurt the first play of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Tony, you know, part of the narrative coming off of Thursday night football last night, we even hear, we heard Drew Brees talk about it. We heard Sean Payton talking about it. You know, on Thursday night football, there was a ton of not only injuries on the Saints side, but penalties as well. The Falcons wound up with nine first downs because of penalty. It sounds like the conversation's coming back around about maybe a second buy so that the Thursday night football product can be a little bit better. Do you think we're close to that happening, Tom? Well, the league wants a second buy. What they want, they're, they're trying to bargain to get 18 right. regular season games. And take away games some of the preseason the games too, right? Yeah. Maybe two, two preseason, games. 18 weeks, and then we can yeah. fit a second buy. I mean, look, the NBA saw that they had a problem with resting, and they moved the schedule. You know, they expanded the schedule. Why couldn't the NFL do the same thing? I understand it has to be collectively bargained, though, right, Tom? Well, that's the problem is that the, the NFL players hate the ownership, and the NBA and the uh, commissioner are a team. They're a partner. The two leagues are at different stages. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The commissioner is a partner making about $40 million a year. Hey, Tony, let's get the people some of that money by getting them some cash in week 14. When we come back, we're going to build the people's lineup right here on Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com, and we're right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for week 14 of the DFS and, of course, the football season. And we're also going to be setting the people's lineup here for week 14. Tony, if people don't understand how we go about doing this, we break down all the positions throughout the week as we are breaking down the NBA slate from Monday through Thursday. We talk a little bit about the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the running backs that we like, and then we put them all together in these polls on Twitter at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds if you want to follow us on Twitter. And then what we do is we see who the people like, and then the benevolent one of the Tony Sincata puts up his own hard earned money to enter the people's opinion into a DFS tournament. Tony, where are we putting the people's, uh, well, your money for the people this weekend? Yeah, I got a single uh, entry tournament. A single entry, nice. it's a $12 tournament. With a $5,000 first prize. So, uh, you know what? We got all the shocks. Can only put one entry. Let's take them on and show them what we got. I like that. I like that. And you mentioned the single entry tournament. You know, I know we talk about DraftKings prices here on the show for the most part. But if you go on over to www.fantasyfactor.com, it is a great site. If you do not want to compete against people with 50, 100 lineups and algorithms, all single entry tournaments, flatter prize pools, smaller contests, it's a great place to start your DFS career if you're looking to dip your toe in the water. And if you're listening to Lineup Lock Live, oh, boy, are we going to help you win some cash. Tony, let's get it started at the quarterback position. Our poll for the people have Jimmy Garoppolo at 5,500, Alex Smith at 6,500, Russell Wilson at 62, and Blake Bortles at 5,000. Tony, I want to start with Russell Wilson. We have talked about this all week long. How do we feel about Russell Wilson, a true MVP candidate in real football and in fantasy football, going against the cat scratch fever? How do we feel about about this one, the uh, great force against the immovable object. Yeah, I'm not against this, and I, I can see people going both ways. Like people look at it, and he's going to throw the ball a ton, and I and I get that. But this defense is very good. That offensive line is very poor. They've had double uh, two games where they've sacked ten or more guys. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson spends a lot of time on his back in this game, mm-hmm. and I think he can have a decent game. But I don't think there's big upside with Russell Wilson in this contest. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Tony, does any of this matter to you about uh, if Jalen Ramsey plays or not? Because AJ yeah. Bouye does not travel into the slot, right? And that's where Doug Baldwin lives. You know what I mean? But but Jalen Ramsey, I have seen go into the slot. If he is not available, then yes, I understand the pressure will still be on him because of the piss-poor offensive line. But then I think he just keys in on Doug Baldwin on those like little five-yard rollout out patterns that they run so much. Does Jalen Ramsey's status impact your thoughts on Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin? 
it doesn't change my mind as far as going and using him, but I think that it, it certainly certainly makes that Jacksonville defense a lot less of a task to take on without Jalen Ramsey, their top player. I think you're going to look at that, and I think he's going to end up playing from all indications uh, that I see there. And they still have the problem of protecting the quarterback uh, with that defensive line against that linebackers. Last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a tough time with the run. And I wonder if you're going to see if Seattle tries to just keep him honest early in that game. Yeah, but Tony, Seattle can't run the ball. <laughs> well, they did last week. Yeah, all right. We'll see if Mike Davis, you know, is a guy who... Mike two, Davis a couple, all of a sudden was the savior, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, this guy was 1-2% owned in season-long leagues, and now all of a sudden he may be the guy that the Seahawks rely on to, as you say, keep the defense honest. Tony, I am overjoyed that pretty much everyone in my current FanDuel lineup, with the exception of maybe one or two, are on the polls, and my quarterback is Alex Smith. Can we talk about him for a little while? He's getting 24% of the vote. I love love the fact that, you know, he's going up against this Oakland secondary, and in this matchup last time, we saw it on Thursday Night Football, it was a 31-30 game, but what I am most emboldened by is last week's news that Andy Reid has given up play-calling duties to the offensive coordinator, and last week, we saw the Chiefs throwing the ball downfield again. We saw that, hey, Tyreek Hill is actually a good deep option. We saw Alex Smith's legs in play as well. Do you think they uh, keep that renaissance of attacking down the field offense going this week? Alex Smith is the perfect uh, quarterback when you like upside and out of nowhere. Five out of 12 games this season, he's gone over 25 points. Right, so there's a lot of uh, that. That's a lot of big games. I mean, mm-hmm. you that's comparative to any quarterback in the NFL. If you went and look at their fantasy numbers, he's right there with all the top names. Five games out of twelve, yeah, over and his, the last game against points. Oakland was one of those games. Yeah, and that Oakland secondary always has had problems. He put up 28 fantasy points, 25 for 36, 342 against him. I expect something very similar. There were 61 points total scored in that game. And I feel a lot better going with Alex Smith than Carr. And it's interesting because Carr's play has been so up and down. And we've seen that Marshawn Lynch has played better as of late. So Mm -hmm. even though that Kansas City secondary is inviting and they have no Marcus Peters, The bottom line is sometimes we overplay the matchup and not look at the team. The only game that Derek Carr has thrown for over 25 fantasy points this year was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Every other game this year, he's never come close. In fact, he only has one other game over 20 fantasy points. Fair enough, and a lot of that game was to Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper is definitely still questionable for Sunday. So I'm happy that you like my quarterback that's in my lineup, Tony, but the people and 36% of the vote want us to go with Jimmy G at 5,500. I actually like this play. I like the matchup, and I actually like what he was doing with one specific wide receiver who we may talk about a little bit later on do you think uh jimmy g can excel in this matchup you gotta love the price tag all right so here's the problem here's the problem i'm i'm gonna play jimmy garavo but okay if we were licensed professionals like if you needed a license to do this mm-hmm. and i told you to play jimmy garoppolo you should sue me for malpractice why is that because we're basing this on one game Right, he has not played quarterback, and we we the thing that we always talk about is sample size. Right? Yeah, but we got sample people size. running out Josh Gordon with 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 no games. Well, at least Josh Gordon, like three years ago, was there yeah. and he's a wide receiver. <laughs> like I I could see both both cases. I agree with you. Like it's crazy, but 
Houston's defense is 32nd in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo showed that he had a, a grasp of that concept. And the 5,500 salary is definitely the the thing that would come in here. Now, Garoppolo last week looked great, right? 26 mm-hmm. for 37. But he only put up 11 fantasy points, right? Fair. So I'm with you people. I'm going there. I'm just saying that we don't have a lot backing us here other than our, our gut sustaining uh, hypothesis that this guy's going to come through. There is no statistical evidence of doing this. Fair enough, but, you know, if we could rely on Josh Gordon from four years ago, then I could rely on Jimmy Garoppolo, what I saw him do, you know, like against the Arizona Cardinals in week one, but that was for the Patriots last season. I understand. I like Jimmy Garoppolo as well, and the price tag definitely helps. Tony, let's look. So now let's insert Jimmy G as the people's quarterback, and then as we move along to running back, in this first poll, I got, you know, we got Giovanni Bernard, I got to tell you, just running away with this poll, 64. Almost two-thirds of the people love the fact. And, I mean, you know, when you hear the news that, yes, Joe Mixon will be out because of the concussion, you know Jeremy Hill is already on IR for these Cincinnati Bengals. This is Giovanni Bernard, a guy who we have seen before be a starter in the NFL and be productive before as pretty much the last man standing. When you're searching for a bell cow running back, there are not many in the NFL. When you have an opportunity to get one and his price tag is $3,100? Tony, this has to be like an autoplay this week, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not a great matchup. The Bears defense is Still. pretty good, but at 3100 3, I'm looking at a guy that's going to catch five or six balls out of the backfield. If he happens to get in the end zone once, we're going to blow away uh, the five times that I'm yeah. out at 3100 bucks. So he's a guy that you everybody just put in your lineup. Everybody's going to have him, and everybody should. And there'll be like 30% of people that won't because they'll try to go contrarian. And you'll be able to pick up on those 30%. Uh, Brian Hill is the backup. And I'm going to be honest. I do. I spend a lot of time putting this stuff together. And you don't know who no he idea. is. <laughs> no idea. Right. That's what no I'm, idea. That's what I'm saying. And, Tony, to be honest, you mentioned him getting into the end zone. I think in a PPR format, he doesn't even have to get into the end zone to return 4-5x. We're talking about needing 15 points out of Giovanni Bernard. He's going to catch six balls. He's going to catch, like, if he catches six balls for 45 yards and then gets another 45 yards in the run game. There it is right there before he even gets into the end zone tone, right? It, yeah, as long as he can do all that. I mean, it is the He's Bengals. the only running back left standing. He's going to get he's going to get 80-90% of the snaps. Oh, even if he does, I mean, this offense has stalled before, especially that offensive line. I mean, it took a while for Joe Mixon to finally get something going in that offense, and I don't know if it was an improvement in the offensive line or just the talent of Joe Mixon there. But the bottom line is I know he's not getting under 10, so I know I can't have a bad game. Yeah, absolutely. So we agree. The people agree. The people want Giovanni Bernard as their running back at only 3100 So, Tony, I think the people's budget is in good shape because not only they're going only 3100 for RB1 with Jimmy Garoppolo and only 5500 for their quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think we're going to have a little bit of extra cash to spend in our flex position tonight. We're going to keep it going right here as we build the people's lineup for Week 14. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata will tell you what we think about the people's lineup. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. This is Line Up Lock live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony getting you ready for week 14 of the NFL and the DFS season. Tony, we're building the people's lineup, and we are on a budget. We are saving money on that budget with Jimmy Garoppolo as our quarterback. And we got, uh, you know, Giovanni Bernard at almost minimum price this week because Joe Mixon is, in fact, out with a concussion. It looks like Giovanni Bernard is the last man standing there in the Bengals' backfield, so we are going to take advantage of it. Let's keep on going, Tony, with our second running back. Here the poll is much closer, so I want to get your opinion on a couple of these guys. We got Todd Gurley at 8,100, LaShawn McCoy at 7,200, Samaj P. Ryan at 5,600, and then Kareem Hunt at 65. Tony, I want to start with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley and the Rams are facing the Eagles. This is a team that is incredibly stout against the run, giving it up a little bit more against the pass. So I would actually think that the Rams would put this on the arm of Jared Goff, and we might see some, you know, uh, Cooper Cup, some Sammy Watkins as values. Why do you still think Todd Gurley could be worth the 8,100? I think that we expect this game to be a high-scoring game, so uh, Gurley will account for a lot of the scoring um, in in the game and have the goal line uh, opportunities. Plus, he catches the ball out of the backfield, so we could get five or six catches from Todd Gurley out of the backfield in this contest. So, when you look at that, I mean, their team totals 25 points. I mean, if you look at them coming through and getting 25 points, you've got to think uh, that he has an opportunity to get in the end zone. Okay, fair enough. These next two guys in the poll are both in my FanDuel lineup, so I'm happy that you uh, have a little bit of faith in both of these guys. Let's start with Shady McCoy. He's at 7,200 on DraftKings. Is this a play because of the matchup against a bad Indianapolis Colts defense, or is this because, to be quite honest, Shady's the only weapon left in Buffalo, or is it both? I think it's bold. I mean, I don't think much of Tyrod Taylor. I, I mean, the outcry for a hit, having Tyrod Taylor back is like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what a comparison would be. A marginal quarterback at best, right? Like Eli. We need him back. Like as, Eli. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's it. They don't have as many people out in Buffalo, so it wasn't as big. Right. I, I got to tell you, you can look at him. He catches the ball in the backfield. He runs the ball. If Buffalo's going to take on this Indianapolis defense, which has gotten worse each week as the season gone because of injuries and not be adept, they're 19th against the league in running backs. I think McCoy has a big day, and especially in PPR leagues, because I think he'll catch some balls out of the backfield as well. All right, fair enough. I'm glad I have him in my lineup. I also respect the threat he is in the passing game. The other running back I have, and I mentioned this to you, Tony, earlier in the week, is Samaj P. Ryan, a little bit cheaper at 5600 so I like the savings I could get there. I also see is against the Chargers. The Chargers have been great against the pass. You know their pass rush with Bosa and Ingram. You know this Washington offensive line has been a little eviscerated as well, but I've seen P. Ryan also start to get some uh, targets out of the back. Backfield. So I like him. I'm starting P. Ryan this week. What do you think? 
I like it. I, my only concern is that the Washington line you talked about. Yeah. P. Ryan in week 11 against New Orleans, 5.1 yards a carry. Yeah. Against the Giants, 4.2 yards a carry. Then it went down with those injuries in that Dallas game to 3.2 yards a carry. He does have the targets, as you mentioned, 3, 4, and 2 mm-hmm. uh, there. So I, I think he's, I think the price is inviting if Washington scores, I think he's going to be focal part. He's going to get a ton of work, uh, both in the uh, rushing the ball and getting a couple of catches out of the backfield. So, yeah, I like him too, and I think he's a guy that I'll have in some of my lineups. All right, and you mentioned that, Tony. Listen, two of the last three games, I'm looking at 23 and 24 carries. You mentioned the targets as well. Outside of Giovanni Bernard, who we've already covered, I don't think you're going to see many starting running backs who are probably going to get like 20 touches for a price under 6000 There is also Kareem Hunt there at 6500 Are you expecting maybe a bounce back from him at all? Or is this the Oakland Raiders uh, defense? What do you think about Kareem Hunt? I mean, there was 61 points played last time they played. We covered that earlier. And when you look at it, he put up 15 fantasy points there. He had 87 yards rushing, 18 rushes against him, and he caught four balls out of the backfield. But Shikondrick West has been used more in the passing game since that week seven. So that's a little concerning to me, plus the downslide uh, in his take. But we were looking at that week, he was $8,800. Now he's down to $6,500. In a game that we expect that many points, I think there's an opportunity. But he just came off a game where it was 69 points with the Jets, a 38-31 game, and it was only nine fantasy points. He's actually in the last four games at 10.1, 10.7, 3.6, and 9.3. So those don't get it done. And still, at 6,500, we're going to need to get uh, 23, 24 fantasy points. Yeah, Yeah, and we haven't seen that uh, number since week three. Yeah, absolutely. As it relates to Kareem Hunt, it definitively falls for me in the category of I need to see it again before I invest in it. And it looks like that's the way the people are believing as well. The people, Tony. It's a close vote, though, Tony. So you might have to go back and check because there's still 20 hours remaining in the poll. But as of now, only by one percentage point, though, Tony, the people want Shady McCoy at 7,200 as they're running back to pair with a bargain basement Giovanni Bernard. So we got Jimmy G, Shady McCoy. McCoy and Giovanni Bernard. Tony, I like the way this lineup is shaping up. Let's go to the wide receivers. And Tony, I know we're going to have to discuss this one because their number one wide receiver, the people want Josh Gordon at 5,500. The other options were Sterling Shepard at 53, Antonio Brown at 9,000, and Keenan Allen, who has been out of control lately at 8,300. But Tony, the people want the returning Josh Gordon off of his one game of four for 85 they like Cleveland against the Green Bay Packers this week I listen Tony Josh Gordon is a stud okay however he's got Deshaun Kaiser throwing him the ball and I do not trust that yeah but here's the thing Uh, you know what when you bring that up he's never had a good quarterback in all the years he's played I mean it's been a while since those Cleveland Browns have had anyone decent there but I think where you look at it this where it comes much like Jimmy Garoppolo is that that Green Bay secondary has been absolutely abysmal, 28th in the league there. So I think they're going to attack him. I think it's a, a speculative play, but you saw 11 targets. This is your Deshaun Kaiser point. You saw 11 targets last week. He only caught, caught four, four balls. Yeah. Now, so I don't like we need that. To get, 
We need to get more up to 15. And mm-hmm. they might get it attacking Green Bay because the Chargers secondary is good. And they were going up against a good right. defense there. So it's a step down in competition this week, certainly. So, I, I mean, for $5,500, I can see taking a shot. Fair enough. But let me ask you this because we always talk about this, like the inclusion of this other – you know, another option. What does that mean? You know, does that mean more defensive attention, more targets? Corey Coleman yeah. last week against those Chargers got squadoosh, okay? Zero catches. I can, you know, I understand what you're saying against the Green Bay secondary, but I could also make the argument, Tony, that, yeah, Josh Gordon may get 11 targets, but what happens if Corey Coleman becomes another part of this offense against Green Bay and then Corey Coleman gets four for 60 and Josh Gordon only gets, you know, gets a slightly less targets if he gets only eight targets he's only going to catch three of those this is the easiest answer ever it'll never happen because of the quarterback actually because (laughs) he is so he is so terrible at reading a second receiver he just takes off and runs right he never gets the second read yeah like that's a legitimate point i mean a lot of times we see certain teams right when the second receiver is out everybody covers the one receiver the other guy gets open then we see him split this guy Right. I don't know. He doesn't belong playing. It's out one there read, right now. then and, maybe a dump to Duke Johnson, and then I'm out. Yeah, and now he's got the dunk, you know. He, last week he dumped off the tight end to Joku right. um, a couple of times there. So he, the quarterback play is so terrible. I think it's going to kill Coleman, and Coleman's a good player. Yeah, he is. So we shall see on that. But Tony, the people want Josh Gordon as their wide receiver, one for fifty five hundred, and we are a slave to what the people say here on Lineup Lock Live on Fridays, regardless of what they put in there. Remember, Tony, they've had Ricky Seals Jones at their tight end before, so we got to go. They had wasn't it? Um, oh man, who was that other Browns receiver we had that one week in there? Remember oh, one Higgins. week we were at Higgins. We he were like heavy on Browns for one game. Let me ask you though, Tony, you got Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen in this poll. Both of them, you know, at yeah. a much higher price, at a higher tier of production. Which one do you favor this week? Uh, I like. Uh, I'm actually a little worried about Keenan Allen. I like the Redskins' two cornerbacks. Now he'll come out of the slot a lot, and he'll def- so he'll get he'll get away and maybe not get one of those cornerbacks mm-hmm. on him on some plays. But I'm a little concerned about Keenan Allen this week, and I think that Antonio Brown just gets so much work and mm-hmm. so much emphasis on him. I would take him against a defense that's better, but of course, missing their best cornerback, Jimmy Smith, to me, it's Antonio Brown. Yeah, I agree, and that point about Jimmy Smith mixing the game, I think really helps Antonio Brown. I also think it really helps Big Ben Roethlisberger. Real quick, Tony, let's look at our wide receiver two situation right here. The poll is Jarvis Landry at 6,000, Michael Crabtree at 6,700, AJ Green at 7,300, and Des Bryant at 5,900. Tony, let's start with Des real quick. You know my thesis that Des can get locked up by very good cornerbacks, but Jackrabbit Janoris Jenkins is gone, moving Eli Apple or DRC to be the guy that will have to stop Des Bryant. I don't know that they are equipped to do so, but with Dallas recently, I am really worried about the way game script goes, okay? Because I believe that the way Dallas wants to win is what we saw. Alfred Morris or Ezekiel Elliott, for that matter, 25 carries plus. I think that's the way they want to win, and if it's on the arm of Dak, he has not been able to deliver. What do you see Dez doing uh, on Sunday? I can make this real easy for people. Uh, f- f- 5,900, let's make a salary 6,000. Four times six right. is 24. 
Des Bryant, zero games over 20 fantasy points this year. He just doesn't have a big game in his offense. I don't see it. Last week, he played well. He put up 17 fantasy points on seven targets, five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he hadn't had a touchdown since week seven uh, there against San Francisco, who has a non-existent defense. He put up 19 fantasy points. Right. I don't think the guy has it in him. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think he's a quadruple-A wide receiver, if you want to know the truth. But we will talk about, when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we'll talk about who the people do want as their wide receiver, too. Tony, i got to tell you, it's someone who is in my FanDuel lineup already, so we'll get into that. But regardless of your lineup, go on over to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS and put it in the free roll contest. There's only a couple of weeks left. You could win tickets to the big game up in Minnesota, and you could learn a lot more about how you could help the fight against blood cancer. The Fantasy Sports Network and DKMS, we've been collaborating all season. We're going to collaborate on this lineup when we come back. It's Lineup Lock Live. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Oh, oh, oh. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we're building the people's lineup for week 14 of the NFL and the DFS season. But as you know, we focus on the NBA as well. We're going to give you Tony Sincata's lineup at the end of the show. But, Tony, you have some injury updates which may impact the people's thinking, right? Yeah, Miles Turner, Corey Joseph, both going to play for Indiana tonight. Dennis Smith Jr. will be out for Dallas tonight. Will Ferrell, uh, his name's not Will, but we'll just call him Will Ferrell, <laughs> will uh, actually play the shooting guard tonight. He's worthy of a guy you could put in there for cheap at 3800 bucks. Tyreek Evans is questionable tonight. He got a little hmm. banged up in New York. So, uh, so who do they have left in the backcourt for Memphis? Because no Conley, Chalmers, Evans. Who's, who's, who's the beneficiary there, Tom? Yeah, you've got to get a bunch of guys that are going to split up about 20 minutes, and whoever gotcha. gets hot is going to go there. So I, I think it's a situation just to avoid. Jermon Green will play tonight, so he'll be in there. Mason Plumley is going to start for Denver. Denver's starting lineup tonight is Murray, Harris, Barton, Chandler, and Plumley, And Della Dover, Tony uh, Snell out from Milwaukee. Gary Payton the second will get the start, but don't play him. He's not worthy of a play. And Anthony Davis is going to play, but he's only limited to 24 minutes, so don't play him. Glove Jr. making me feel old, Tony. Gary Payton Jr. That's crazy, right? I'm telling you, absolutely. Hey, Tony, when we went to break, we were talking about our wide receiver, too. The people want Michael Crabtree. 40% of the poll like Michael Crabtree as their wide receiver, too, at 6,700. I got to tell you, he is in my lineup as well. Amari Cooper, they say, is now doubtful to go this week. Not even the concussion, but the ankle injury he sustained. We've already yeah. talked about this game being a high-scoring affair last time it happened. And remember, the Chiefs did, in fact, decide to discipline uh, lead cornerback Marcus Peters for throwing the flag into the stands at MetLife um, last week. So I think Crabtree can eat as well. Crabtree is the wide receiver, two for the people. Tony, let's look at the wide receiver three polls. It's Adam Thielen at 7,200. D.D. Westbrook at 42. Jermaine 
Harris at 48 or Larry Fitzgerald at 6,500. Tony, I've been saying on the Fantasy Freestyle, I think this is the week the shine comes off the Case Keenum Rose. This is the Vikings' third road game in a row. They go to Carolina to take on a tough defense in the Carolina Panthers. I might stay away from a guy like Adam Thielen in DFS. I mean, if you're in uh, season long and you're in your playoffs, you're starting Adam Thielen, right? But I think this might be a week to look elsewhere for the Vikings. The one thing, though, is that you look at it, Carolina's been weaker against the pass than they have against the run. So I, I look at that, and, you know, we've had the situation in the backfield, but they've lit up 26 most points to wide receivers here. So I think Case Keenum's going to throw the ball here. I'm sort of liking um, Thielen ahead of um, Stefan Diggs in this one, and I think that he'll get you – and okay, but the salary is so high at $7,200. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, so exactly. I wouldn't throw him out there. Like you said, if you're in season long, you have to play him. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think this is going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game, and so I like what the people are doing here. Adam Thielen is at 7200 for $700 less. You can get a guy that is in my FanDuel lineup, and the people want him as their wide receiver three. I'm talking about Larry Fitzgerald, Tony, at 6500 Got a decent matchup, and I mean, come on in a PPR format, and this is a Hall of Famer we're talking about who just continues to produce. I mean, he's going up against a good matchup against the Tennessee Titans who are 25th in the league against the pass, and this is a guy, I mean, come on, 10 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets, 14 targets, 9 targets. There is no safer play in the NFL when it comes to a guy who's going to get some action than Fitzgerald, no? Uh, you know, this is the one of the most deceiving guys in the league because I don't think anyone talks about him. Right. If you look at one-point PPR leagues, he's third in the season. He's third. He's had the worst quarterbacking you could imagine. I mean, he's got Blaine Gabbert back there. He had Drew Stanton back there. This guy just continues to get it done. So, yeah, I think it's a great play. Tennessee's secondary. They're allowing the 24th points to uh, wide receivers, but they've been worse than that in the last four weeks. I think it's a good defense to attack. I hate doing it with Blaine Gabbard as my quarterback, just like everybody else, but it doesn't matter. He keeps putting up the points. But remember, Blaine Gabbard is auditioning, apparently, to be the starter for the Arizona Cardinals next year, although the funny part is I don't think Bruce Arians will necessarily be there to make that decision, but the people have made a decision and they're going Larry Fitzgerald with 35% of the vote as their final wide receiver. Tony, let's look at the tight end position. I think this is very interesting. Steven Anderson at 3,200. Jack Doyle at 4,900. The Rastafari, Austin Safari and Jenkins with King Haley Selassie at 3,600. And then Travis Kelsey at 7,400. Tony, let's talk a little bit about Steven Anderson because maybe people don't know him out there. This is a guy who is kind of a wide receiver in college. The same kind of build as, say, like an Evan Ingram. Really a big wide receiver out there. And we were just talking about the Houston Tech and C.J. Fedorowicz to the IR. Bruce Ellington to the IR. But they may be getting Will Fuller back. Okay, and you know D-Hop is going to get his targets. Do you think uh, Steven Anderson has potential being one of those uh, split-out tight ends? He had something like 5 for 79 and a tud his only last game out there. Yeah, the craziest thing, though, was he had 12 targets in the mm-hmm. game, right? So that that's insane. I mean, if you think about it, you could get seven or eight targets, right? Say it goes down to seven or eight, that's still good enough to go against the San Francisco defense and use at $3,200. Yeah, so I think this is a good play. And you mentioned he's one of these guys that's not going to block. He's just a guy that's going to be out there in a couple uh, – he's just like an extra wide receiver playing tight end. But uh – 
here's my question for you, Tony. Do you think if and if Will Fuller does come back, does that uh, impact some of his opportunity share? Let's say Tom Savage throws the ball 40 times, right? Let's say he throws yeah. the ball 40 times. I'm going to tell you DeAndre Hopkins is going to be 15 of them, right? So yep. if you give me that and let me get, uh, you know, four out of the backfield, right? We're talking about only 20. Like, there's not many to go around. I think Will Fuller could be a detriment to the targets and the opportunity share of Steven Anderson. He could be, but here's the one thing to remember with Will Fuller. Will Fuller didn't play when the Tom Savage-led uh, uh, team was there, you know, other than the first two weeks of the season. Uh, no, he missed the first three games of the season, so right. he hasn't played with Tom Savage before. So it isn't that thing that Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller had going for them. Uh, Will Fuller could be, be back to being the guy that's just around. All right, fair enough, but the people definitely like Steven Anderson. They're only spending 3200 on their tight end, Tony. Yeah. I think we're going to be able to get whoever we want at our flex position uh but right now the people like steven anderson at 3200 can i ask you something tony we also got jack doyle yeah. at 49 and austin safari and jenkins at 36 if you didn't want to go steven anderson maybe because you also think the texans might be up on a team like the san francisco 49ers and not needing to throw the ball who else at the bargain basement price do you kind of like do you like jack doyle i know you've liked him a lot in the past is yeah. he the number one target get for Jacoby Brissett yeah he absolutely is and Oakland I mean um I, I was thinking of Travis like I, I if it was me and I had this lineup where I was now I would have played Travis Indy Kelsey against there. Buffalo for us for this Jack yeah. Doyle yeah I would have went with Travis Kelsey against that Oakland that that's right. the way I would have went but uh Jack Doyle when I look at Jack Doyle uh in this one They've done a decent job at the tight end position. They're twenty second, so they're not they're not terrible there. But you hit on the head. I mean, the targets are crazy uh, for Jack Doyle as far as tight ends go. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at eight a game of eight, a game of nine targets, uh, a game of fourteen targets, a game of eleven targets, all with Jacoby Brissett. And we talked about that's why we like Steven Anderson. I think that's the thing that comes to play with Jack Doyle with his solid, consistent uh, passes to him each and every week. Yeah, so the floor might be safer for a guy like Jack Doyle. But, if listen, $3,200 is something that will attract the shopper's eye. Tony, the people want Steven Anderson as one their tight guy. end. Go ahead. Yeah, one more guy to throw in there. If, if Zach Ertz don't play. Trey Burton, Trey baby. Bur at 2900 he might be a better receiver than Zach Ertz, people. And that's going to seem crazy, but this guy's one of those guys, too, that I don't know how good of a blocker he is, but he's an athletic gift, uh, and he can get out there and he can make plays. I used him last time that Ertz missed the game, and he put up uh, – he put up 12 fantasy points yeah. in that game at 2,900. He's a good play. Hey, can I tell you, Tony, the guy I have in tight end in my lineup, and he's kind of one of these like consistent guys that was injured on the injury report, was just removed, so I think he's going to be a little bit lower owned. I'm talking about Delaney Walker going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who if you're not named Patrick Peterson, I love my matchup. And this guy, listen, people loved Corey Davis. I don't care if Rashard Matthews is coming back. <laughs> this is a guy who I think is consistent, gets in the end zone, and in the— course of the last four games has had, I think, nothing lower than like five for 60. Do you like Delaney Walker this week at all? Here's the crazy thing. I have an undefeated uh, season-long team, yeah. and I'm doing something that I never did before. I'm using two tight ends because mm. I had Travis Kelsey, and I'm using Delaney Walker nice. as my flex. And he's put up 17 fantasy points, 16, 15, and 12. He's the first guy Mariota looks yep. to each and every time. And I don't even care about the injuries anymore because every he's week he's He's been managing hurt, it, right? He's been week, doing it all year long. It, it, 
there are times he catches the ball and he can't get off the field. Like he just lays there yeah. and he, like, and then two plays later he's out there playing. So I just keep putting him out there, and I, you look at it, the targets are crazy. The last two games, he's only had five targets, but he got a touchdown to, to help us out there. But he had nine targets the week before that, nine targets the week before that, ten targets in week seven, eight targets in week six. These are big numbers for tight ends. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that you could stamp approve and validate my tight end in my lineup. I appreciate that, Tony. Let's real quick before the break go to defense real quick. 50% of the people want the Jaguars defense. I don't know, Tony, because t- to be honest, Russell Wilson is capable of pulling anything out of his butt. Will he be under pressure? Absolutely. But can he roll out and make plays and throw 50-50 balls to Paul Richardson? Absolutely. So my defense, Tony, I'm going with the Denver Broncos if you want to know the truth because I don't trust Josh McCown on the road as far as I can throw him. But what do you think, Jags or Broncos or somewhere else as a defense? You know, when I look at the defenses, I think I think the Jags are uh, in play anytime. But the one defense that I think I would use uh, this week is actually the Packers. Versus, uh, the $3,700 defense against Deshaun Kaiser uh, and make him throw the ball. All right, fair enough, Tony. When we, when we come back, here's what we got to do. We got to see how much money we have left in the budget. We got to make a flex play. We got to reveal your NBA lineup, the people's lineup, your DraftKings lineup, my FanDuel lineup. Got a lot of stuff to do, so come on right back. You can see how you're going to win some cash over this weekend. It's Dane and Tony on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All you need to do is find one of these kind of value bargain basement guys. Maybe that's Marquise Goodwin. Maybe that's Giovanni Bernard. I think Giovanni Bernard actually is going to end up being the number one player owned this week as far as ownership there. Uh, starting running back at 3100 bucks to catch his balls out of the backfield. That's a tough one to pass up. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. It is the holiday season, and we're here on Lineup Lock Live to try and help you win a little bit of cash for the season right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, we've been building the people's lineup, and so to recap, Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. Our two running backs are going to be Shady McCoy and Giovanni Bernard. Our wide receivers for the people are Josh Gordon, Michael Crabtree, and Larry Fitzgerald. We're going Steven Anderson at tight end. We're going with the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. And, Tony, we've been saving a little bit of money, so it seems like we can fit almost any Anybody we want in that flex spot, where do we go for the people? Yeah, so in this one, we uh, only have the Sunday, the main slate. So it's the 1 and 4 o'clock games. Yep. And we're going to take the uh, Todd Gurley in that game against Philadelphia, L.A. And uh, hope for Todd Gurley to put it up there in uh, the big game against Philadelphia. I expect 50 points in that game, so uh, hopefully Todd Gurley can deliver for the fantasy owners and bring it for the people. Yeah, absolutely. Both the Rams and the Eagles are averaging over 30 points a game, so there should be a lot of scoring in that one. Hey, Tony, you ever think you'd get to the point where you'd rather have Goff and Wentz than Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota, the one and two picks of those drafts uh, in consecutive years? It looks like Goff or Wentz maybe have brighter futures. 
Well, Wentz was the number two pick in the draft, so right. uh, you know I think that a lot of people didn't expect him. I expected Winston to be way overrated this year because his completion percentage last year was very poor. The other guy, I was dead wrong. I thought Marcus Mariota. If you went back to last year, weeks five to week twelve, he was the number one fantasy quarterback. I'm shocked at how bad he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Tony, it is time for us to flop the nuts. You got a lot of lineups to give out. How about you give out an NBA lineup and your Week 14 DraftKings lineup so the people can earn a little bit of cash this weekend? Yeah, here's my NFL lineup this week. This is for Sunday and Monday. So I uh, yeah, combine the whole day. I got Jimmy Garoppolo, 5,500. Like I said, uh, I don't have statistical evidence to back that up. We're going with it. Le'Veon Bell, 9,100. Giovanni Benani, 3,100. Michael Crabtree against that anemic Kansas City secondary, 6,700. Marquise Goodwin against the Houston anemic secondary, 5,100. Brandon Cooks against Miami, 7,800. Steven Anderson, I got him too, 3,200. Rex Burkhead, 5,900, and the Jaguars defense, 3,500. Say, hey, I'm on the same page with the people. Absolutely. I have some of those same guys, and I absolutely love the Rex Burkhead play if you have the Monday night slate with no Rob Gronkowski. Over on FanDuel, real quick for you, Tony, on that same Sunday slate, I got Alex Smith at my quarterback at 8,200. Running backs of Shady McCoy and Samaj P. Ryan at 9,000 and 6,600, respectively. I'm going to zig when other people zag. I'm going to be one of the guys without Giovanni. Bernard this week. My wide receivers are some of the guys you mentioned. I love Marquise Goodwin with Jimmy G as a basement play. Michael Crabtree in that game against Kansas City. And then we talked about Larry Fitzgerald going up against Tennessee. Delaney Walker is my tight end. I like the consistency and I think he can find his way into the end zone against Arizona. And I'm going with them Denver Broncos defense at home against the Jets team that, listen, come on, outside of New York I do not believe in what the Jets can do offensively. But Tony... We also have games in the association tonight. If you want to play a little bit of DFS basketball, where should people go? Uh, tonight, going J.J. Barrera in that game. Uh, Dallas, of course, has a uh, backcourt uh, uh, mate that's going to be out, so J.J. Barrera will get more time. He's been putting up the minutes anyway, 4,700. Will Barton, 6,900. Rudy Gay against Boston, 5,200. The price is just too low, even against a good defense. Demarcus Cousins in a revenge game, 11,800 against his old team, Sacramento. Mason Plumley getting the start tonight, only 4,500 in a matchup against Orlando. I expect a high pace in that game. Alfred Payton in the same game 6600 Zach Randolph in that New Orleans game 5900 Wilson Chandler 4400 that Denver Orlando game hitting that game hard all right fair enough hey Tony just remember like we said earlier in the week make sure you put the right M Plumley in your lineup if he's yes. in there I'll see you on Sunday morning Tony when we do the Sunday edition of lineup lock live any 11th hour news we will be all over it Tony I hope you win a little bit of cash this weekend I'll see you on Sunday and then we'll see how the people did with their lineup on Monday as we come back it's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great weekend, Tony.